0: Hey friends, after a long hiatus well, summer break, we're back and better than ever. And with all the drama still going on with the pandemic, I needed a break. So, here we are. The virus is still with us. And there's more uncertainty than ever. Boy, talk about a crazy start to a school year. But, as usual, us kids need chipping and do our part. Let's just try to do our best, learn as much as we can and take some of the load off the old mom and dad. Oh, and hopefully my podcast helps too. So, without further ado, that just means delay. This week, my guest is cool puzzle maker, author Eric Berlin. Okay, Daddy, let's start
1: the show. Welcome to All Things Madison, the podcast exclusively for kids, sure to tickle your funny bone while learning something new at the same time. You'll hear from talking bears, laughing unicorns, and farting sloths.
2: Ah, ah, Excuse me, announcer lady, but it ain't that kind of show. Are you sure? Um, yes. I'm the producer. That's the thrifty little diva show you're talking about. You know, the other one.
1: Okay then, on that note... Here's your host, Madison Lauren, and her dad. Oh, right, uh, let's see here. And her super smart, hilariously funny, (laughs) best of best dads, Mr. Durante Smith. Please enjoy the show.
0: Classic, Daddy, classic. What? Did you really just make her say all that?
2: Well, yeah, it's our show.
0: You mean it's my show? It's got my name on it, remember? Besides, you already got a podcast.
2: You mean I can't have two? (laughs) And I'm producing it.
0: Oh, Daddy, can we just start the show?
2: Good idea.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, boys and girls, welcome to my show. I'm excited to have you here. This show takes you behind the scenes of all the places you love. We talk with famous authors, actors and people who make movies and you'll learn some neat stuff too oh yeah and then there's my dad the goofball who helps out a little too and answer the joke of the day for a chance to win an autograph postcard from your girl okay so stick around for another fun filled episode enjoy the show we'll return in just a moment right after we thank our sponsors hey daddy Maybe we should tell my friends about Sleepy Steve.
2: That's a good idea. Okay, how about I tell them what it's about and you tell them where they can find it?
0: Yeah, that sounds
1: cool.
2: Okay, get this, guys. Sleepy Steve is about Steve Jackson. He moves to a new area, goes to a new school, and he has to make new friends. The thing about Steve that makes him so interesting is that he has a sleeping condition known as narcolepsy. Now, what that means is it makes him fall asleep, but it's at all the wrong times and the worst times possible. If there's a wrong time to fall asleep, he does it. The other thing is in his dreams, he has these really wild and fantastic dreams. His mind goes everywhere. It's absolutely bananas. And with these friends. He leaves them in a pickle every single time. Trust me, if you like funny books, this book is (laughs) hilarious. I tell people this. I try to warn them. Be careful. You just might pee your
0: pants.
2: (laughs) So get ready for a wild, hilarious, funny story that you cannot wait to turn the pages to. Take it over, Madison.
0: And you can find Sleepy Steve at www.sleepysteve.com. Or go to Amazon and look up The Fantastical Adventures of Sleepy Steve. Trust me, it's a great book. I should know. I wrote it.
2: No, you didn't.
0: Well, I helped.
2: No, you didn't.
0: Well, at least the book is about me.
2: It's about a boy. You're not even a boy.
0: Well, what did I do?
2: Nothing. That's the point.
0: What's the point? You did
2: nothing. Get it right. We're just here to tell people about the book.
0: Oh, my bad. Well, let's do this takeover again.
2: No way, Jose. I think they got the point.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so get your copy of my dad's book, Sleeve Steve, today.
1: S-L-E-E-P-Y-C. And now back to the show.
0: This week, I interview author Eric Berlin. Mr. Berlin tells us the story of how he came to make puzzle. Do you know how smart you have to be to create a puzzle, more or less hundreds of them, like he has. His puzzles have been published everywhere. The guy's kind of famous, you know? So stay tuned to find out the secret to how you can become a puzzle maker too. Awesome! Thank you for coming on my show.
3: Thank you for inviting me. I'm really happy to be here.
0: Question one. I read your bio and learned that you're not only an author, you're also a popular puzzle maker, which must put you in a league of your own. Is that correct?
3: I don't know if I'd say I'm in a league of my own. If I've carved out a little corner of uh, puzzle land for myself, uh, I try to give extra interesting puzzles uh, to both kids and uh, adults that wouldn't normally come across those puzzles. I try to take puzzles that are normally made for experts, and I try to bring them down to a, uh, a beginner and intermediate audience. And uh, that's, a, um, that's a niche that I sort of carved out for, for myself.
0: Pretty cool. Question two. Puzzle making seems like a pretty particular skill to have. How did you get started making puzzles, and why were you interested?
3: I started making puzzles because I was having such a good time solving puzzles. I've been solving puzzles my entire life. I can't remember a time when I wasn't solving puzzles. And I started making them. Have you had some really, really good teachers in your time? Yeah. I have found that a really good teacher can open unexpected doors for you. Uh, And I had a teacher when I was in the, I want to say the eighth grade, he was my algebra teacher. And one day on his desk, I saw a puzzle magazine and it was a puzzle magazine I liked a lot. So I sort of considered him to be like a close friend all of a sudden, not just my teacher that we shared this love of puzzles. So I started making puzzles for him to solve. And because I had never made puzzles before, they were really bad puzzles. (laughs) I did not know what I was doing. But this teacher was really, really nice. And when the puzzles could be solved, he would solve them. And when they couldn't be solved, he would tell me so in a very nice way. He didn't teach me how to make puzzles, but he gave me an opportunity uh, to try my hand at them myself. And that's how I got hooked on it. And I I just kept making at it. And the more I practiced, the better I got. And here I am today.
0: Wow, that's interesting. Question three, how do you incorporate your puzzles into your stories? And do you ever worry about losing your readers?
3: I don't worry about losing my readers because on the one hand, I think that uh, if a kid is not interested in puzzles, they're not going to pick up a book of mine because it has puzzles in the title. If you're picking up a book called The Puzzling World of Winston Breen, probably you are interested in puzzles in the first place. But you can still lose uh, readers if the puzzles are too hard or if the puzzles aren't interesting. So the way I went about it is, I didn't try to write a book where everybody had to solve every puzzle in order to enjoy it. If you wanted to solve no puzzles... That's fine. Just sit back and enjoy the story. If you just wanted to solve one puzzle but not another puzzle, that's fine too. I wrote the book in such a way so that everybody could solve something, but nobody had to solve everything. Does that make sense? Yes. And as for how do I incorporate the puzzles into the stories, I'd write the story and I'd get to a point where a puzzle would make sense. And I would say to myself, how what kind of puzzle do I want here? And I would try to just try to think there was a scene in the first book that I wrote where all the every all the characters are sitting and having pizza. And I thought, wouldn't it be interesting if I can come up with a puzzle that's right there on the pizza? And I walked around my house for a while. I would hit myself in the head a few times trying to come up with an idea. And finally I'd come up with something that would work. And I would try it out and my test readers would read it and they'd give me the thumbs up and boom, I've got a a pizza puzzle right where it needs to be. And I would do that for every puzzle in in the book.
0: What is a test reader?
3: Oh, test reader. Um, When I write a book, I just don't send it out to a publisher or or to an agent. Uh, I give it to some trusted friends first to make sure that the story works. And if the story has puzzles in it, that the puzzles all work. Um, I give it to my wife or daughter uh, and a few close friends. And they're my first uh, readers. Um, It's a a very important part of of writing is to get those initial opinions. Uh, Even now, just when I'm making a puzzle, there's no story. It's just a puzzle. Before I put it out into the world for solvers to solve, it goes to test solvers who can point out any mistakes I've made, or if I thought that a word was easy, but it turns out that none of my testers have heard of it, then I know I've got to go and fix that. So testing is a very important part of writing and for puzzle making.
0: So that's part of your process?
3: It's a very important part of my process.
0: Okay. Question four. Of all the crazy stories you can tell, what is the funniest thing you've had happen during one of your events?
3: When these books were uh, first published, I would travel around the country talking at schools. I've, I've spoken to tens of thousands of kids about puzzles. The one time that I almost just lost it in front of an audience, the, the, second half of my, um, the second half of my presentation, I would give puzzles to the kids to solve. We'd have a little game show right there in the auditorium. There was a little girl who was uh, standing up ready to receive a puzzle. And there were a couple other contestants. And I remember, here was was the puzzle. Try to picture, see if you can solve this in your head. Think of the word below. How do you you spell below? B-E-L-O-W. B-E-L-O-W. So I I wrote that word on my whiteboard, and I held it up for for, uh, the contestants. And I said, you can take the letters of the word below, and you can scramble them, to make a part of the body i won't leave you in suspense it's elbow you can scramble the word uh, letters of below to make the word elbow i have given this puzzle to hundreds of kids maybe thousands of kids all around the country but when i said it to this little girl take the letters of below and scramble it into the part to a part of the body she put her hands on her hips and she said i'm not a scientist <laughs> i came very close just cracking up laughing. <laughs> uh, I did not, you don't want to laugh at a at a little kid, so I did not. Uh, but I I just I love that story. This I'm not a scientist. Well you don't need to be, but okay whatever. Somebody else solved that puzzle.
0: That's funny. Question five. Last but not least, how can an aspiring puzzle makers feel about getting their work seen or published today?
3: Uh, if you are extremely interested in puzzles, then I would recommend when you get to be sort of a a, a teenager or a, a young adult that you look into joining an organization called the National Puzzlers League. Uh, this is a very old organization of people who love puzzles a lot. Uh, there's hundreds of us. And we are constantly giving each other puzzles to solve. And just being around them makes me into a better puzzle maker. So that's how you get to become a puzzle maker is is by hanging out with other puzzle makers. Yes, the people in the National Puzzles League will be very interested in any puzzle that that anybody makes. So that's how you get your puzzles seen. And then as far as having them published, you can publish them yourself on a website these days. Um, or in a, a Facebook group, and if they're good, you will attract an audience. And if you uh, and then you keep making puzzles and you keep on doing it and then eventually maybe you'll have a book someday.
0: Well, wow, very interesting. Mr. Berlin, I really enjoyed our chat and thank you for taking the time to talk
1: with me today.
3: It was my pleasure.
1: And please don't be ashamed to the show. Bye. Goodbye. We'll return in just a moment, right after we thank our sponsors.
0: Daddy, it's time to get warm outside. Doesn't that mean shopping for new clothes? It does. And wouldn't now be a good time to tell people about my t-shirts?
2: It would. And your new designs are coming within the next week or two.
0: Right. So go ahead.
2: These are your fans. They're sort of like your extended family. People won't know how to support you if you don't tell them.
0: Okay, guys. So here's the deal. I got some cool T-shirts to sell on my online store at shopmadisonlauren.com and other stuff at thriftylildiva.me. And we just finished up our new character designs, which is super cool and super hot for the summer. You don't want to be left out, trust me. Okay, how's that, Daddy?
2: Good. Now wrap it up.
0: So get your tees, please, today at shopmadisonlauren.com. And use promo code podcast to get 10% off of your order right now. Okay, (laughs) bye-bye. you said to be a good girl, but what you didn't say? I have to look out for the world. Look out for myself, and look out for the earth. Look out for the people, i shine trying to throw dirt. But they don't know, I just keep it in their place. I don't play nice, I'm trying to throw shade. Something for the girls, something for the boys. My family, today. done? i I'm just going to warm up. Cause I like to have fun. And days like this, I like sunny days. When you go to the beach with the sand and the waves. Wind in my hair, sun on my skin. Playing beach ball with all of my friends. a lot of barbecue with some good old punch. Then we start dancing. Everybody have fun. Something for the old and something for the young. Cause today's a good day. One.
1: And now, back to the show.
0: I'm so excited to finally go to the fair again. Aren't you, Daddy?
2: <laughs> yes, I am. What do you miss the most?
0: Um, probably the cotton candy. Or maybe the funnel cakes.
2: Mmm, funnel cakes sound good right about now. Well, come on, let's go in.
0: Come on, come all. Get your tickets to the greatest show on Earth.
2: Hey, isn't that the Ringling Brothers line?
0: I don't know. You want the ticket or not, sir?
2: How much are they?
0: Does it matter? We're the only game in town. They could be a hundred bucks and you still buy them because she wants to go. He's back, Daddy. Can you please hurry and get the tickets? I'm getting hungry now.
2: <laughs> okay, you got me. How much?
0: Twenty-five each.
1: So, fifty bucks?
2: Here. Here's three twenties. Keep the change.
1: Thanks, mister.
2: Hey, where's the closest concession stand?
1: that'll be the food trucks and stands it's right around the corner enjoy
2: thanks buddy okay madison let's go
1: come on come
0: on get your tickets to the greatest show on earth
2: excuse me
4: dear what can i help you with today
0: hey i know you daddy look it's the man from the park
2: well i'll be it sure is good seeing you again sir Ah, yes. You're the chaps asking about Peter Pan, aren't you? (laughs) That would be us. What brings you here? Work.
4: it's the family business. My great-grandfather handed it down to my papa, my papa passed it on to my dear old dad, and eventually he handed it down to me. It's really more a bit of a hobby for me, really. But this ratty old thing has been in the family for a very long time. We can't seem to shake it.
0: (laughs) It's not ratty. I like it.
4: You're too kind, my dear. Now, what can I do for you today?
0: I'm not sure.
4: I know just the thing.
0: And are they sucker? I love those.
4: Would you like a lollipop,
2: a jolly lollipop?
0: Daddy, can I have a lollipop, a lolly jolly pop?
2: Yes, you can have a lollipop, a jolly lollipop. Because a lollipop is a pop of the licking kind.
0: Yes, a lollipop is a pop of the licking kind.
2: A lollipop is a pop of the licking kind.
4: Would you like a lemon drop? A
2: sour lemon drop.
0: Would I like a lemon drop? A sour lemon drop.
2: Sure, you can have a lemon drop. A sour lemon drop. Because a lemon drop is a drop of the sucking kind.
0: For sure, a lemon drop is a drop of the sucking kind.
2: Oh, yes, a lemon drop is a drop of the sucking kind. Or would you like a muffin top? A fluffy puffy top.
0: Would I like a muffin top? A fluffy puffy top?
4: Yes, you'd like a muffin top, a fluffy puffy top? Because a muffin top is a top
2: of the eating kind.
0: Because a muffin top is a top of the eating kind.
2: A muffin top is a top of the eating kind. Indeed, the a muffin, muffin top, top is, is a top, the top of the eating, eating
0: kind. Stop! I just want something to eat, guys. I don't care what it is.
4: Well, that's all you had to say. Try these kettle corn, it's fresh out of the mixer.
2: All of that for kettle corn. <laughs> Ah yes. Hardly makes sense, does it? But what does these days? Here's a twenty man.
4: Keep the change. Thank you for the tip, mate. Be sure to pay a visit to the Tiger Act. You might be surprised.
2: Will do.
0: Thanks. Bye. We're in- And now it's time for Black History 365. Brought to you by our friends at UrbanIntellectuals.com. Be sure to get your Black History flashcards there today. Okay, today our subjects are journalists, Amy Jacquees Garvey and media magnate Oprah Winfrey. This is a good choice because, indeed, Mrs. Garvey paved the way for Mrs. Winfrey. Amy Jacquees Garvey was born December 31st, 1895 and died July 25, 1973. She is a pioneering journalist, publisher, and advocate for the improvement of African American lives through black nationalism. Born into an interracial upper class family in Jamaica, where she was formally educated, she was the second wife of Marcus Garvey, a leader in the Negro movement. She published two of her late husband's books and served as the editor of The Negro World. She continued her husband's work after he went to prison, speaking nationally on the importance of black nationalism. Next, Oprah Winfrey. She was born January 29, 1954, and still lives today. Ms. Winfrey is a media network owner, talk show host, actress, producer, and philanthropist. She's listed by Forbes as the richest African-American and one of only 10 black billionaires in the world. She's best known for hosting the highest-rated top show in history from 1986 to 2011. She supports charitable projects and nonprofit organizations around the world through her organization called oprah's angel network in 2007 she opened a school dedicated to girls in south africa we salute amy jaquez garvey and oprah winfrey hey friends thank you so much for checking out my show and if you're just tuning in you can find all the previous episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and my YouTube channel under All Things Madison. Hey, that's me.
1: <laughs> and subscribe. I need more fans, guys. All right, I'm out. Bye. Thank you for listening to All Things Madison. Kindly take a moment to subscribe, leave a comment, And rate the show so that our participating partners know you are following along. You can get your Madison Lauren graphic tees at shopmadisonlauren.com or follow her YouTube channel at All Things Madison. This production was brought to you by Infinity Global Media Group, LLC. Contact us at smith.deronte at gmail.com for bookings or more information.